0: This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Welcome to
1: Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. I'm the Centre's Executive Director, Wayne Burns, and thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. All politicians know, and often quote, the response from UK Prime Minister Harold Macmillan when asked what a PM most feared. Events, dear boy. Events was his reply. Events, or socio-political issues, and managing them, are at the core of contemporary corporate public affairs practice. And in the age of pervasive digital media, issues management, and especially the speed at which issues develop and play out, has changed forever. Or has it? We spoke about the impact of digital and social media around issues management to Peter Medcar, General Manager, Government and External Affairs at Woodside Energy Limited, and Karina Keisler, Executive General Manager, Public Affairs at Cricket Australia. Centre team member Joseph Burke interviewed both of these experienced practitioners on the sidelines of our annual Corporate Public Affairs Institute at Melbourne Business School where they led sessions as institute guest faculty.
2: Peter, thanks for joining us. Very happy to be here, Joe. So just talking about issues management, throughout your career, how have you seen the practice of issues management change?
3: Well, Joe, I think issues management has continued to adapt to a trend that probably began long before my career did, which is issues previously, if you go back long enough, were decided in private, behind closed doors, by powerful people um, and experts, and increasingly that process has been opened up and made more transparent and involved more stakeholders in the decision making and so issues management has had to adapt to that most recently that's Uh, been obvious in uh, social media and the fact that now anyone's opinion can be published. But actually each previous uh, new technology that has come out in media, the advent of colour television and the advent of radio and of um, cable TV, each of those also broke apart that previously closed group. So now you can't do issues management by having a really good relationship with one or two powerful people. Uh, You can't just rely on having a well-written two-page briefing note on how an issue should be resolved. You've actually got to manage public sentiment at the same time.
2: So you mentioned social media there. How do you stop what
3: might seem like a small issue on social media from turning into a full-blown crisis? Well, I think the first thing to do is to have a very high tolerance for what you think a crisis is on social media. Um, In the world that we live in today, there is no such thing as unanimity. Um, There's no such thing as... The absence of dissent and I think one of the things that we all have to get uh, increasingly resilient to as a corporate affairs function and in the business community is being resilient to uh, dissenting views and dissenting opinions and actually recognising that um, it's quite legitimate for people to express views through social media. That doesn't actually necessarily constitute a crisis. How do you stop it becoming a crisis if it is heading in that direction? My sense of it is that the way you handle an issue rather than the substance of an issue is important. So are you treating opposing views with respect? Are you being appropriately transparent? There's always a tension with commercial confidentiality, but if you're being appropriately transparent and treating people with respect, that will tend to help you win the argument with the vast majority of people that you're treating an issue appropriately. You talked about the advent of new technologies always constantly changing
2: um, issues management. With social media, do you see that as a help overall or a
3: hindrance to best practice issues management? Well, it's another tool uh, in the kit bag that we've got, but we're just as capable of um, making short videos or good, uh, compelling infographics and posts and using the social media medium as anyone else is. But we do have to think carefully about how we want to show up and what is it about what, uh, if you're a business for example, what is it that you bring uh, to social media? Uh, just mimicking the tone of voice and the behavior of, let's say, an activist group isn't going to work if you're um, the business that's being criticized or is in the middle of an issue. What you need to do is zero in on what is it that you have got credibility for, you've got authenticity for. And generally, I find that most businesses will be in a position that, whilst they may not be automatically trusted for their motives, they might be. A, some people might think they're just in it for the money, most people will recognise that they know what they're talking about and have got some authority on the facts. So if you can position yourself in social media as being an authentic and credible provider of facts about your issue, then you can use it very effectively as an issue management tool. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn or visit us at www.accpa.com.au or download the Centre's app, which is available both on iTunes and Google Play.
2: Just to start out, you've worked in a number of different organisations spanning sectors and industries from local government to telecommunications now at Cricket Australia. How have you seen public affairs change during your career and what do you see as the forces driving that change?
4: I guess one of the key stakeholders of public affairs is the media, and so technology has had a huge impact on the way in which the media behaves, um, how it publishes, when it publishes, what it publishes, and therefore has impacted the way in which public affairs operators operate. The timeliness of stories landing, the the necessity to respond in real time, the growing uh, reliance on organisations by consumers to be transparent and open at all times which which you know can sometimes be confused with telling all versus being honest and open about that which you can be honest and open about uh, and retaining confidence as appropriate for organisations um, and and appropriate for the duty of board members and all the rest so it has been a fascinating industry to be part of and that's just on one stakeholder front. Obviously technology is impacting a whole range of stakeholders that mean a different way of interacting with with the key people in which to influence and to tell your story.
2: Do you see social media Obviously, that's part of the change you're, you're talking about and the changes to media. Uh, do you see that as being a net positive or a net negative for the practice of corporate public affairs?
4: I think it's mood dependent. <laughs> mm. No, look, it is somewhere in between and it depends on the situation. I certainly, you know, there are some days where I, I think I'm just going to get off Twitter and shut down my Facebook because, A, it's taking way too much time away from my life. Um, and then on others... On other days, I really enjoy the interactions. You know, LinkedIn as a good example—very, very mature, grown-up conversations with people who are genuinely interested in knowledge sharing. Versus Twitter, where people just like to argue. It seems a lot of the time. Um, I think if you if you think about social media as a standalone strategy, that's when I have seen uh, organisations get into trouble. And I think having a a strategy uh, that is your overarching corporate affairs or communication strategy, and treating social as a as a channel rather than a standalone, that's when you have greater chance of success. In in my experience,
2: sitting where you are as a public affairs leader, then um, what insights can you offer for successfully navigating social media from the viewpoint of strategy? Um, yeah, you mentioned not having it as a standalone. Uh, Yeah, so
4: I think that's key. I think, A, you need to know your audience and not spray and pray. I think the early day strategies for social media have literally been just amplify the bejesus out of everything. So you might start with a story that you feed to the press and then you promote it through all channels in social. Uh, I've certainly learned over the years that, that, you know, one of the genuine benefits of of a Facebook, as an example, is the geotargeting potential. Um, so, or, or just more broadly demographics, you know, targeting, targeting individuals that, that you can identify as having, you know, the highest likelihood of interest in the topic that you're trying to share. So being very ta- targeted and very um, specific and strategic in your approach is important where in the early days everyone just threw it out there and hoped for the best. If you do that, you tend to annoy a greater audience that are not interested in your topic and that can generate a uh, really negative na- word of mouth unnecessarily so it's an, it's a bit of an own goal um the other thing you know so so where are your audience likely to be as a very general broad um brush stroke sort of approach you, you think of i think of facebook parents you know i used to think it was kids but actually our kids aren't on facebook anymore it's not cool because mum's on there mm-hmm. so taking the approach that if you're interested in talking to parents and and you know the 40 plus general 35 plus generation that's a great place to target and if you have some coin you can try identifying of that group who uses what handset you know what shoes they wear all that sort of stuff it is it is incredibly uh, it is incredible and kind of scary how much detail they have around who you are as an as an individual based on your use of facebook but from a a comms perspective—that's that's really powerful stuff. So targeting your audience, knowing the channels that that best suit your audience, and then um, it's all about the content. So at cricket Australia—you've seen everything from uh, apologies to um, promotion of the games to celebrations of of wins. Um, you know put a handset in the in the player's hand and you get everything down to the the sweaty matted hair and the real moments in time that most people who are interested in cricket want to live vicariously through and therefore you know they feel present they feel part of it um so very very powerful channels um when used properly But yeah, stay away from the spray and pray and stay away from treating your social or online elements as a standalone strategy. If you're doing that, you are literally competing with the media houses and very few organisations are equipped to do that. And and we've suffered that. um, I shouldn't say suffered. At Cricket Australia, we have established a leading digital platform that, that does compete at times with the press. And that was done intentionally. It was done as part of a, a, a stitch-up with Channel 9 that, that was um, lucrative and successful and all those things. Um, but years later, we find ourselves publishing content, content in competition with the press at a time when actually we don't need to. There's, there's media houses out there who are paying their employees to do uh, a good job of writing about the cricket, so why should we be doing the same? You know, there's, there's other content that we could do that complements and supports what they do and, and that's what we are currently trying to find the balance and, and, and do a good job of.
2: A lot to think about. Thanks for the chat.
4: Pleasure. Thanks, Joe.
1: Thanks for joining us and we look forward to you joining us again very soon. Bye for
0: now. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.